This week's episode of Clever Women Co. is brought to you by WeMoney, the social and financial wellness app that allows you to track, manage, and optimize your money in one place, which is so helpful, especially come tax time. Ender Financial sales have finally come to an end. Every accountant's phone and email inbox is probably being bombarded with inquiries. And of course, we're all scrambling to collate a year's worth of receipts and get our tax returns submitted. That's right, it's tax time. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Clever Women Co., where we chat about business, career, entrepreneurship, and today, a little bit of some money and finance. <laughs> I'm Gal Cron, and as always, I'm joined by my business bestie and co-host, M. Kaplan. Hello, girl. Hello. Excited to be here for today's episode. I'm really excited for this one. It's a bit different to our other ones. Absolutely. Now, while spending a whole day, or let's be honest, months, completing your tax return may not be the most fun activity, what is fun is realizing you can get more money back than you originally thought. Yeah, when trying to maximize a tax return, many people actually fail to take advantage of potential deductions, either through not knowing about it or simply just being disorganized. But how do you maximize it? Well, through all those secret deductions you might not even know you can claim your money back on. And of course, with some key clever tips along the way. Definitely. So join us on this fine July day as we talk everything taxes what they are and how they work, first of all. And then we'll share with you those lesser known tax deductions that you absolutely have to be in the know about before you submit those taxes for the 22-23 financial year. But first off, girl, obviously we have to give our clever recommendation of the week. So start us off strong here. What are you recommending to our listeners this week? I have been binging season six, which is the new season of Black Mirror. It came out recently. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I have been waiting for this to come out. My mom will be so upset that mm. I didn't wait to watch it with her. She, We have watched every single episode together, but I could not wait. It was just, it was looking at me. Give me your overview. What what were your thoughts? Obviously, no spoilers, but I want to know your thoughts. I love, I love Jonah's Awful. Okay. Locke Henry. I actually didn't love the first one, which I think is called Demon 79 or something. Mm. Did It wasn't kind of my viable style. Still, of course, watch all of them. But I loved... Uh, Beyond the Sea. That yeah. is such a good one. Annabelle from Shameless actually recommended that one out of all of her episodes. That was her favorite. Yeah, and just go watch it and then speak to me about it okay. later. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this yeah. because I haven't had time yet. <laughs> I know you binge watch it on a rainy day. Yes. I just haven't had You'll time. get through them all at one go. I can't. I can't wait to, to but watch But anyway, <laughs> Em, what are you recommending for us? All right. My recommendation for this week is a little bit different. Girl, we do have a number of friends who are venturing over to Europe this Jealous. European summer. Very envious. Whilst we're in miserable cold Melbourne. Um, and they will be exposed to high levels of UV rays whilst mm. they're over there. And it really made me think when they kind of come back is a great time to get a skin check. Mm. Get your skin cancer checks done. They'll do a mole. They'll do a mole map, you know, like just to have that kind of on the record. And I'm saying this as well to keep myself accountable because I actually haven't gotten a skin check 
done yet. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. I highly back this one. All my friends that are coming back from Europe, I'm holding you accountable as well. Get your skin cancer checks done. They only take about half an hour. Then then it's all just mapped out. You mm. can go on a recurring basis. You can see the changes in different moles and marks on your skin and just make so sure important. that everything's fine. It's so important. And I think we're at an age now where we should have gotten that done a couple of years ago. So get your skin checked. I love that recommendation. I always think to myself, why isn't it compulsory? Or why aren't more people speaking about it? But like make it compulsory starting in high school and like get people used to the idea that a skin check is just a normal thing Another to routine do. It's a health routine check. health check. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like during Especially school. Especially in Australia. Exactly right. But like during school, we get, you know, vaccinations for hep B, hep A, hep C, whatever the heps (laughs) they are. (laughs) Whatever the hep it is, we get it. (laughs) Why not add a a skin cancer check to that? Especially like, especially in your secondary years and then you know you're used to having to go and get that done get your well, get your skin we will checked, definitely peeps. leave some links in the show notes just if you want to learn more about it because i honestly yeah. think it's so important a couple of resources and i will keep listeners hold me accountable and girl i'll let you guys know when yeah. i've gone to get my skin checked done Anyways, before we jump into this week's episode, there's something about organizing my taxes at tax time that just makes me feel like I'm a real adult, like I'm adulting. Mm. I think it also makes a great excuse of a time of year for like the time of year to sit down and actually just objectively look at your finances, where you're allocating funds, what how money you're, spending, you're spending, exactly yeah. how you're spending your money and maybe reevaluate that or like look where you're actually putting your hard earned dollars. Like if you're saving for something like, I don't know, a house or even just like an item that's going to make you happy, work out how you can allocate your money so that you can incorporate all these like fun experiences and different purchases into your life and maybe ways you can put your money to better use. Or even if you are relying on your tax refund, your tax return Mm. as like that lump sum once a year, then something is wrong. You know, you need to look at your finances and say like, Em and I have always said, we've always said, if you're buying something, you know, more on the more expensive side, if you can buy it twice, you should buy it. Yeah, but as well, sleep on that decision for Mm -hmm. like a week or two and then make the purchase because that's where impulse purchasing kind of comes into play and it's really dangerous. Yeah. But as well, in what you were saying before about, you know, not just getting your your tax refund and spending it. Yeah, don't spend it. Work out a way that you can, I don't know, maybe invest it or like integrate it into your money allocation. Like how many times would we have, even we have heard from people saying, oh, I can't wait to get my tax return back. I'm going to do this and this and this and that. And it's like, that's not the point of your refund. It's money that you actually earned, you know, like. It's your hard-earned dollars coming, making, funneling their way back into your bank account. Yeah, it's just psychologically confusing, I guess, because you feel like you just made this money. It's your money. Exactly. But the other thing that gets people is that around this time, there are the end of financial year sales. So, you know, you're getting a cash refund from your tax return and it's like, spend, 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 spend because everything's on sale. But no, you don't need to buy something. This is a reminder. Repeat after me. You do not need to buy something just because it's on sale. As you can tell, Em and I are very passionate about this. Maybe we'll have to do an episode about just like savvy financing. Yeah, and not carelessly spending. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, let's jump into the episode, Em. Let's do it. Now, before we jump into those secret tax deductions that you've seen in the title, what we, we promise we're not clickbaiting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's quickly go over what tax deductions actually are. 
and why we should care about them. Yeah, just a little refresher because sometimes you forget even just like really simple terms, but also the ATO are constantly changing things and this is what we're going to go into in the episode. But let's, yeah, let's let's go through it, girl. Let's do it. So I think something really important, first of all, when it comes to tax is timing. And what Mm. I mean by that is people are either scrambling to get their tax returns done, they're scrambling to find all those receipts and get this information in time, find an accountant, do it themselves... Anyway, a word that comes along with the word tax is financial year, right? End of financial year sales and all all that jazz. A calendar year would be January to December. But the reason a lot of institutions and governments don't set the tax year in those times and they don't want you to submit your tax return in December is because we all know it's so busy. I mean, you Such can't even find parking time. anywhere at that time of year. Yeah, like Christmas, New Christmas, Year's. Like holidays, this. people flying all over the world. So the financial year, the end of financial financial year is actually in July, which honestly sometimes confuses me. Mm. You know, the 22, 23 end of an Yeah, I'm always like, is it June? End of June, start of July, beginning of June. But anyway, yeah, just establishing end of financial year, start of July. Sometimes it could be called the fiscal year. I think it could also be called the tax year. Yeah. So now that we've established those timings that we're, we're kind of working with here, you know, like beginning of July, that's when the financial year starts. We do need to establish who actually needs to pay these taxes. So who Mm. is a taxpayer? And by the way, before we start this is all australia based yes. so if you're listening from overseas take it with a grain of Sorry, salt i guess this does not apply to you no. if you work in australia you're an australian resident and the work that you do earns you over 18,200 australian dollars in a financial year so as we said from 1st of July till the 30th of June the following year, you're a taxpayer, baby. By the way, the more money you earn above the $18,200, the more tax you'll need to pay, which is just <laughs> so sad. The, yeah. the more you work your way up the ranks, the Cry. more they're gonna, the more they're gonna take from your pockets. Well, speaking of, the best clever tip we can give on here is to actually determine your tax bracket. I feel like that's something we hear, we don't really know what it means, so let's dive into that. Yeah, and just on that, we'd like to dive into this because, you know, some people are working part-time, some people have a salary, but then they're they're earning, uh, the amount they're earning is prorated. So, you know, like you might be earning $80,000, only working three or four days, Mm -hmm. and then you may be in a lower tax bracket than you originally thought. Exactly. So kind of establishing or understanding what tax bracket you sit in accurately will help you in understanding sort of the full extent of your tax obligations as an individual. Yeah. And we know that knowledge is power here. Yeah, so the ATO the ain't, you know, ain't going to be up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the tax brackets aren't always the same year to year. This actually changes. It's important to take a few minutes to kind of review where you sit in the new updated chart. But don't worry, guys, we will do this for you. Yeah, so we're talking the 22 to 23 financial year, which is obviously the financial year that we're going to all have to be submitting our taxes on, the one that's just passed. Yeah, and basically what a tax bracket is, is, you look at your taxable income. So if you're working a full-time job and you're earning $45,000 a year, you're in a specific tax bracket to someone who is earning 180,000 and over per year. Yeah, so we're just gonna really quickly kind of run through what those brackets are and how much tax on the income that you're earning you'll be paying. Yes, exactly. So um, $18,200 and below. Nothing, you're not paying, nil. No tax on your income. You do not have to pay tax. 
The next tax bracket is $18,201. The $1. The $1 to $45,000. So if God, you're, the ATO doesn't play around, do they? They do not. I mean, so sorry if you're, you, you earned that $1 above yeah. 18200 So if you fall in this tax bracket, you are being taxed on this income at $0.19 cents for each dollar that you earn over $18,200. Yes, yeah. and so, that increases then 45000 to 120000 a year if that is your taxable income. Income, you're being taxed $5,092 plus 32.5 cents for each dollar over $45,000. That's a lot. That's a, a hefty amount. Seriously. But because you're in that tax bracket, I'm assuming it's it's so big, like 45 to 120, you'll get a lot back if you're in the lower, lower end of that. End of bracket. that, exactly. Yeah. The next one is $121,000 to $180,000. So if you fall within that this tax bracket, you'll be taxed $29,467 plus 37 cents for each dollar over 127 thousand dollars that you're earning. Yeah, but it gets even further up from there. If you're earning 180 001 a year and over you're paying $51,667 plus 45 cents for each dollar over 180k. Isn't that crazy? You're being taxed like $50,000 which brings you down to like $120,000 which is the lower tax bracket. Yeah but also it's a 180 and over so this could be someone who's getting paid like 5 million a year as well. Yeah that's true. I guess it's Really important to know how to claim those tax deductions and really maximize your refund. Absolutely. Because these numbers aren't a joke. Yeah, and just for a little refresher, if you didn't actually know what taxable income is, we were just obviously speaking about it. So taxable income is your gross income minus allowable deductions. Yeah, this income is basically anything you have to pay tax on. Yeah. It's like that simple. It's taxable income. So girl, for example, I own a business. Well, I do, but <laughs> I own a business, but I don't actually work a salary. How does that work with taxable income? So that would still be the taxable, like that's still the income that you make from the business. Mm. You're not off the hook if you own a business and yeah. you're not on a salary. Yeah. So what exactly then is a tax deduction? It's kind of this allowance that reduces the amount of income that you have to pay taxes on. So as we said, you're getting $50,000 a year, you're paying a certain amount of tax on that, but you can reduce the amount of tax that you're paying on that and that's a deduction. It kind of lets you subtract certain expenses like medical costs, education expenses, business related purchases, all, all that stuff from your taxable income. So the amount of income you earn that is able to be taxed. By using tax deductions, you can actually lower the amount of taxes you owe to the government and potentially save money by boosting your tax refund. So not only will you pay less to the government, they'll also pay you back more. Yes, yeah, so the tax refund is obviously just the amount of tax you get back once you actually submit your tax return. So like it, in a funny way, it's almost like if you're spending money, you're actually saving money because you get it back <laughs> as a tax deduction. What a win. Seriously. Basically, you may be able to claim some expenses, as we said, back as tax deductions, which will reduce your taxable income. This is even if those expenses don't seem or aren't typically described as expenses. So yeah. we'll, we'll get into this, but it's there's some really interesting ones. <laughs> 
And just a, we've got a little clever tip on this for you, which is create a receipt system, you know, like tax time comes, rolls around, you're kind of scrambling to find like all those receipts. All those expenses. All those expenses that that you're wanting to claim on. Exactly. Which we'll get to, by the way. Yeah. So if you're stuffing your receipts into like a hidden drawer or a giant envelope, I'll be honest, mine's in a giant envelope, but it's very organized. I have it by, by month. So I know exactly what expenses I have every month. But that being said, there actually is a better way to kind of organize those receipts. Receipts, as we know, are something that's really easy to like lose or or like, I don't know, you and kind you of don't misplace want to go them. through your emails, even yeah. if it's like online They're stuff. in the drawer of your car, they're at the bottom of your bag. Like you need to collate all of those together if you're wanting to claim these different deductions at tax time. And our tip is to create a system for yourself of receipt keeping. And Girl, even better, digitize it. Seriously. Well, yes and no. I mean, there's pros and cons to having paper versus digital digital but Gal and I use something called Dropbox it scans the receipt so you in basically seconds. take a photo of the receipt and then it scans it into like an image a scan document so it's not a picture of the receipt it's like an actual scan which is so much better so much better so and some people might be asking do I need to show the government every single one of these receipts well potentially if you get audited which can happen to anyone at any time during any financial year you'll have to show every single receipt for all these deductions that you're claiming on so it's very important that you document and Mm -hmm. keep all these receipts especially for ones that you know you're going to want to claim file them away and we will tell you exactly what you can claim on absolutely so just before we get into like what you can claim on in general you want to identify which expenses are even acceptable as tax deductions. So there are a few things to consider. One is, was this expense directly related to your work or to whatever is giving you income? If it's related to that, that's step one. You can claim it. The second one is, did you spend this money or were you reimbursed by your employer? So if you spend on something work-related, but then your employer gives you that entire amount back, that employer is already paying a tax on that purchase, whatever it is. You can't claim a deduction for something that you're not actually paying for. And the last one is, do you hold, exactly as we were just talking about in terms of record keeping, do you have an official record of that expense? Have you documented it somewhere, a receipt or a bank statement? Do you have that information collated? Because as we said, you could get audited and you need to fess up. You need to show those records. Yeah, so just stop using cash. (laughs) Now, as you will see later in this episode, if the expense was both for work and personal use, now it gets confusing, right? Like home internet, if you work from home some days, you need to determine the portion of that expense related to your work or to your income generating activity that you're doing, if it's a business or anything like that. Okay, so we've gotten our basics out of the way um, and we're feeling clever. We're you know, sometimes good. it's good to brush up. Now, before we get into those secret fund deductions, let's take a moment to hear out from our sponsor. Girl, it's that time of year again. It's tax time, baby. And if like us, you're looking for a simpler way to manage your money right now, you should consider checking out the WeMoney app. Yeah, this allows you to track all your financial accounts in one place, which can be really helpful when separating out your transactions come tax time. It also allows you to reevaluate your finances as a whole and kind of really see where you're spending a lot of your money. Mm. This can be really different to where you originally 
thought. Absolutely. As you mentioned earlier in the episode, M, tax time is a really good opportunity to do this. Yeah, to like actually reevaluate, sit back and reevaluate your finances. Mm. More specifically with WeMoney, it actually segments your money into categories. So you can mm. see how much you're spending like in groceries or like bills. So if you've got, say, a recurring subscription that you're no longer using, maybe a streaming service, you can reevaluate that and stop spending money on that. It also makes me feel more in control of like my smaller purchases. For example, coffee. You can really visually see how much you're spending on those smaller things that really do add up yeah. at the end of the week or at the end of the month. So it's a good time to reevaluate that. Like how much am I spending on this? And is it worth it? I also love using WeMoney to track my own net worth mm. and it's a really easy way to see how all my investments are going in one place too. Yeah, as we said, all your financial accounts in one place and you can see all these transactions and they're all in categories and it's just so satisfying because it's so organized. And so simple. To check out WeMoney, download it for free from the App Store. Before we get into those secret deductions, there are some common deductions you might not be fully across and we just wanted to kind of reiterate them mm. because even for Gull and I, we looked over them and we're like, I okay, didn't I didn't know this. This has changed since last year. So we're just going to give us all a refresher here mm -hmm. on the general deductions that you can make. When it's time to lodge a tax return, you should obviously start first thinking about any work-related, as we said, and income-generating expenses that you paid for over that financial year. So the first deduction that you can make is for home office expenses. With many of us working from home, there are several office expenses that you might be able to claim as tax deductions. So these include things like, you know, phone internet expenses, computer consumables like printer paper and ink and stationery. Also home office equipment. If you're decked out with like mm. an ergonomic chair <laughs> and a nice desk, you can claim the depreciating costs of that, which we'll get to. You can also claim on like things like heating, cooling, lighting, and cleaning of your home office that you're working in. Yeah, but I just like to add on that one. You can only claim for the portion that's cleaning your home office. You can't claim for no. like clean up, cleaning your whole house. You're not cleaning your cleaning lady. Yeah. <laughs> now, it can even include the decline in value in furniture, as Em said, that you're using when you're working from home. So if you're using a, using a desk, which you wouldn't have used as often if you were going to work every day, that is depreciating in value. Yeah, as you're using it, the cost or the val the amount that it's worth. It's like, for example, when you have a car and you drive that car, it depreciates in value over time as you use it. So the yeah. same thing with like office expense furniture, that depreciates in value. So you can claim that as a tax deduction. Yeah, like if you don't have an office computer, they don't give you a laptop and you're going home and working on that laptop, yeah. you're using it and it's it's depreciating in value over time. Exactly. So when it comes to home office expenses, you, you have two options here. Either you go by the fixed rate method or, or there's the actual cost method. So Gal, can you just quickly give us a refresher on what the fixed rate method is? Yeah, so basically, if you don't want to start calculating, you know, you don't want to pull out that calculator and start being like, well, how many hours was I at home? How much of the heating did I put on? Like it gets really, really so manual. You can actually just use what the government sets as that work from home rate. So basically it's the cents per hour that you claim from the government from, for working from home. So it includes kind of everything we just mentioned. This rate actually increased per hour per 
work hour uh, this financial year from 52 cents to 67 cents an hour. And it might not sound like a lot, but that adds up very quickly. It adds quickly. up a lot. So basically that's the fixed rate. This is for the lazy, unorganized and people who just don't want to sit there with a calculator yeah. and start being like, well, what did I spend? Yeah. Also, you might actually like, depending on which method you use, you might, it might be better off for you to use that exactly. method. Exactly. Now, Em, what is the actual cost method? All right. So taxpayers that want to claim under the actual cost method need to actually keep a detailed record for all of their working from home expenses being claimed alongside the hours that they're working from home. So if you're wanting to claim for, as we said, like a cleaner to clean your <laughs> office area, the depreciation in costs of certain items, how many hours you're working from home, heating, cooling, heating, cooling, all these things individually, you need to keep records of all everything of that. so with home office equipment either you can claim the full cost of the items if it's less than 300 and by full cost is like the tax you paid yeah the tax you paid on that product. item if it was under the value of 300 dollars. but if it's over the value of 300 dollars, you claim the depreciation in value but guys don't get too excited you <laughs> can't claim on everything to do with your home if you're working from home keep in mind that most people won't be able to claim on things like your rent. Your rent is being paid regardless of whether you work from home or not. They're fixed costs. So that, as you said, they don't change on simply because you're working from home, exactly. as you said. And now another thing here is you can't claim on using that coffee and milk and sugar and groceries yeah. while you're working from home. You would anyways be buying or consuming these things. Yeah, just a quick note though on like the rent situation the exceptions actually when if you run business your business from home yeah that's an exception so you can claim on that another deduction that you can claim for is work-related expenses so you know if you're going on a work-related trip for example for me i went to fashion week last year in sydney with work from melbourne from melbourne so anything that the business didn't pay for and I incurred the cost of it. For example, if I like went to a cafe and I bought my own meal, that is something that I can claim yeah. tax back on. Yeah. Anything that I was reimbursed by the like business the flights, for, like no. the flights, accommodation, no. Exactly right. I can't claim that back, but I can claim the portion that I've incurred. Yeah, and another thing is if you're staying late in the office and you have to order Uber Eats or you know you have to just get food, that's called an overtime meal expense. So yeah, you can you can claim that claim back. for the meals that you buy while working overtime. I love this one because I actually didn't know about this. Fair enough as well. Yeah. Now, another one is education expenses, especially self-education, conferences, trainings that you attend. But again, it's it can't be anything that someone else paid for. Now, if you're kind of, you know, taking a course to do with your job and you're paying for that course just because you want to just brush up on your skills a little bit, that is tax deductible. But if you're taking a course on winemaking and you work in media and has nothing to do with your job, that's just like at your expense. Yeah. Like it's not related to your industry. Yeah. But again, you can't claim it if you're being reimbursed for it by your employer. Now that all that boring stuff is out the way. Sorry, girl. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry sorry guys. to you guys listeners. Yeah, sorry, to, sorry to our listeners. <laughs> But you're more clever now. Yeah, you can't, are more you can't clever deny now. That. Let's dive into those hidden expenses you could actually be missing in your tax return that could get you a little bit of extra cash come refund time. 
We're starting off strong here, girl, with probably the best deduction that we found out about. I'm obsessed with this. If you are somehow lucky enough to work a job that requires you to binge watch the latest season of Succession or one of Louis Thoreau's documentaries, count yourself very, very lucky. You're actually entitled to claim a portion of your monthly subscription fees as a tax deduction. Yeah, so basically if you're a chef and you're subscribing to a food magazine or you're a journalist and you're subscribing to online news sites because you need to be in the know about them, that actually makes the cut. But again, you will need to keep a logbook of like your use. So if you're getting a Netflix subscription and you're watching Succession because you're writing about it, Mm. but then you're also spending your weekends binge watching Black Mirror, you have to kind of keep a log of how much of that you're using for work. It doesn't mean your entire Netflix subscription is is tax deductible. Yeah, Yeah. It's the work-related portion claim. Yeah, like a finance journalist would probably need to subscribe to like financial journals and magazines and newspapers in order to know what to talk about, right? Now, another thing you can claim on at tax time as a tax deduction, and this is for our fashion girlies here, is a handbag. Yeah, a few years ago, the ATO were actually kind enough to come out and say that handbags are taxed, they're now tax deductible. But of course, it's the ATO we're talking about here. So there are some rules attached. Yeah. So if you're taking, for example, we're talking about a laptop bag. If you use it for work, it is tax deductible. If you're using a handbag specifically for work, tax deductible, because that is almost like an expense that you need in order to carry your belongings to work. Yeah. So the handbag must be used for business purposes. So as you said, girl, like if you're carrying your laptop in the handbag that you've purchased and you're using that solely for work purposes, you can claim that all back as a tax deduction. Whereas if you're wearing that handbag to work, but then you're also wearing it on a night out on the weekend, you can only claim back the tax portion that you use it for. So you can't claim it for when you use it in your personal use. Yeah, so that can start getting confusing, right? Because then you start kind of calculating how much of the time am I using this bag for work? How much of the time am I using it for my personal activities? That's why we'd recommend get a work bag and use it solely for work and then you can claim it all back. All right, the next tax deduction is for all of our friends that own and drive your own car. This one's for you. Okay, so most of you probably know that you can claim back your petrol expenses if you use your car for work but what you probably didn't know is that you can also claim on your registration insurance and car maintenance Mm. so for those who might not know car maintenance alongside kind of getting your car serviced is basically the costs associated with your car depreciating in value as you drive it so if you're wanting to claim this car maintenance deduction you'll need to use something called the logbook method so this involves keeping a logbook of all the kilometers that you've traveled for business purposes so it has to be as we said, a work-related expense. What's interesting with this one is it can't be when you're just traveling to and from your place of work. It has to be, for example, if you're going to meet with a client for work, you can claim for that kilom- those kilometers that you spent getting to and from that client. You can't just claim like, oh, I'm driving to work today. I'm going to mm. claim this as, a, as an expense. We got like a template online. Yeah. It's already kind of pre-formatted and formulated for you. So it's like- a really good template. It's called, it's from a website called Driver's Note. So that's the one that Gull and I personally use. Anyway, how this works is you have a like, just like a, imagine a Google sheet or an Excel sheet. You just take a photo of the odometer in your car before you drive, and then you take the photo at the end of your day. So if you drove 10 kilometers to this client lunch, then 10 kilometers back, take a photo before you go, take a photo when you come back, you log it into this sheet, you give it the date, you say it's business kilometers, 
and it will calculate it for you. The ATO cents per kilometer rate, so what you will get per kilometer is 78 cents and again per this kilometer it adds up really quickly it adds up if you drove for example 28 total kilometers you will get 21 dollars and 84 cents australian back exactly so if you use this logbook or it's kind of called the actual expenses method you can claim all your business related car expenses back this next tax deduction is one for all of our spicy queens so if you're familiar with the website OnlyFans, this one applies to you it's well established that you can claim a tax deduction for the tools in your trade mm. but obviously depending on what that trade is that might look very different to the hammers and you know nuts and bolts and drills <laughs> that our fellow tradies are using. So if you work in the adult industry, you could be looking at claiming a deduction on your sex toys, lube, and everything in the manner of accessories that you're obviously using in your trade. Because obviously you're using these tools to perform your working activities, mm. you know, like people on OnlyFans need their accessories yeah, to their perform work expenses. Their, their work tasks. But guys, you can only claim on the business element of these, of course. So if you're using them for personal activities, unfortunately, those tax deductions won't apply here. Now, the previous deduction actually segues nicely into our next one. If you know that I'm an accountant TikTok trend <laughs> that went viral in 2021. I remember. <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, if you're one of the lucky people who don't actually do your own tax return or the bank of mum and dad pay for it, then you're in luck because this one will apply to you. So using an accountant or a tax agent can be pricey, but it's also tax deductible. So if you used an accountant to prepare and lodge your tax return for you last financial year, this financial year, you will be able to claim that amount as a tax deduction. Mm. And it's also really simple. All you have to do if you're claiming this deduction is you have to put it into section D10, cost of managing tax affairs in your tax return, and then you can claim those accountancy fees as a tax deduction. Very yeah, simple. Easy. So these are all the deductions we have for you today in this episode. Hopefully you can take away at least one to kind of boost your tax refund for this financial year. Uh, it really does pay to make sure that you're claiming on all the right deductions that you're actually entitled to. It's your money. Yeah, boost that tax refund, baby. <laughs> They're your hard-earned dollars after yeah. all. What a great topic to chat about. Like, it's end of financial year now, so we, yeah, good time to kind of reassess and reevaluate all those deductions mm. that you can claim on. And for us, it's the first time doing kind of a money-slash-finance episode. This was really fun. Yeah. Well, they'll, Made they'll, me feel clever. They'll, there will definitely be more. Yeah. Definitely more. We want to speak a little bit more about kind of how Gull and I look at money and yeah. view it because we think that's how we kind of connected as well like you know we would start investing together and we mm. would be like really savvy with our finances and yeah. then we started realizing that so many people just aren't empowered to kind of talk about finance. They hit tax, they run the other way. Because yeah. Because the big words and the intimidation. Yeah, but really when you break it down as we have in this episode, it's pretty simple. Simple, exactly. Anyways, if you'd like to support us, we'd really appreciate if you left us a five-star rating on mm. Spotify and followed us on all your 
preferred listening platforms for the podcast. Like it yeah. really kind of helps us out and helps push us up on the ranks. And share them with friends. If you think someone can benefit from a tax deductions episode, share it with them. They might appreciate it. Yeah, as we said, friends and brothers and sisters and dogs <laughs> yeah. and cats. <laughs> Let's share our finance, you know, tips and savviness. Yeah, and please also follow us on our social platforms. We're on Instagram, we're on TikTok for obviously that visual content that you can't really get from listening to our podcast. Yeah, and both as Clever Women Co. Yeah, we post extra little snippets and videos from our episodes, so be sure to see that extra content on those platforms. Yeah, and we will see you in our next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to a Clever Media production. Clever Media acknowledges the traditional owners of the land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. We pay our deepest respects to elders past, present and emerging. Liked this episode? Let us know about it. And don't worry, we have plenty more. So hit that subscribe button and listen wherever you get your podcasts. But want to take it that little bit further from your ears to your eyes? Then go find us as Clever Women Co. on TikTok and Instagram for that extra clever content we know you'll love. And just a quick note before we end off, this was in no way financial advice. Gull and I, we're not tax agents, we're not accountants. This is all information that we have collated ourselves from the ATO website and doing our own research. So if you have any specific questions about your individual situation or circumstances, definitely best to chat to an accountant. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.